So I had some unexpected things happen this week. First off, I saw the value in taking a break, letting go, easing up. I've been trying really hard to do this, but you know, I'm one of those people, I guess you could call it a type A. I'm a get it done in less than a New York minute type. And why the hell are we still waiting around for this to get done? Like it's probably made me work very well with a lot of people because I think a lot of people don't like to deal with BS either. Like I really hate bureaucracy. It drives me batty. It has driven me batty probably as far back as high school, maybe even before that. But that's something I've always focused on when I work. I worked in a job like, I mean, if you're going to work in a company and you're basically the entire department of whatever you do, you don't have time and you really don't need to deal with bureaucracy. You can't be dealing with nonsense. Like you're the person who's creating that stuff. I mean, I'm also a founding member of a sorority chapter and I was the recording secretary. And I was also the corresponding secretary and I did different things. But part of being a founding member of a chapter is essentially like you setting up a business. <clears throat> only problem, only difference there is you're not really dealing with shareholders. So I guess you could say it would be similar to opening a closely held company or something where there's like one person running the entire show. So then you've got to figure out setting up a process. You have to create things that are going to be efficient. You have to make things useful. You have to get things done in a timely manner. So you don't have time for excess steps. You don't have time for bureaucracy. You don't have time for nonsense. And I know in my work doing entertainment stuff, there's a lot of people who really, really hate dealing with the legal stuff. The minute you talk about contracts or you talk about having to get paperwork, it's like their eyeballs glaze over or they get downright hostile and they're just like, I don't want to hear about this. I do not have time for it. Nah, let's get this done. They seem to be very much of a type A, let's get it done in a New York minute. Why the hell are we waiting around type people? Although some are probably a little more laid back and they're kind of like, okay, we need to get this done, but we could sit on this for a moment or, you know, let's chill and it'll happen. And I've been trying hard to ease up and kind of chill and let it happen sometimes. So it's actually led to some interesting potential opportunities this week. And let's see, because the cat has decided to sit right near the microphone. Will you hear her butt moving more? Will you hear me? That's a great question. But speaking of my kitty cats, I got an unexpected delivery of flowers a couple days ago. And it happened to be on the same day as the friends, as the birthday of a friend who helped me when I was dealing with my housing stuff. And in fact, he had recently offered to help me in terms of my kitty cats and getting them some pet supplies and basically getting their essentials for a little bit of time to help their mommy get back on her feet which I'm very appreciative of that and that's an example of somebody who's a good friend to you somebody who's not going to throw that stuff in your face or get attitude I mean one of these cats did not even come out to meet him but the other one seemed to like him without I don't know they seemed she seemed to like him okay and I think she felt like he was a good human I feel like if my cat Coral hates somebody, like if she hisses at him or she gets really hostile towards him, I will know that something's up with them. They're probably somebody we need to stay away from. They are not somebody that's going to serve good in this world. Because Coral's my little ambassador. She's like the people cat. She's the one that she'll come in. She'll be curious about what's going on if there's something that has to be set up and a handyman has to come in. Or somebody was setting up the blinds or... You know, mounting the TVs, things like that. Coral will usually be the one who's curious and she wants to see what you're doing. What do you have? Unfortunately, a lot of the people who've come to the apartment were very nice to her. They were very flexible about kitty cats. So nobody really saw her as a nuisance or a bother. 
And if you saw this cat, and if you follow these cats on YouTube or you follow them on Instagram, you definitely see them. And you would think, who in the world would be bothered by these two? Even Coral, who's insane, but she's just as cuddly and adorable as she can possibly be. I mean, these two are just straight up adorable. I'm like, they are definitely, they definitely could be social media stars, especially Coral, because she's just a little cutie. But I got an unexpected delivery of flowers. I don't know who the heck this was. I just remember my doorbell had rung very early in the morning. And usually if I'm not expecting somebody and I'm not expecting a package or something, I'm like, okay, I'm not answering this because I don't know who the hell this is. Frankly, I do have some enemies and I don't want to find that some enemy has found where I live and now they're going to bother me. That's not going to work for me. So I generally do not answer the door in those situations. Anybody living alone, I would tell you, don't answer the door. Don't acknowledge the buzzer you don't do that stuff if you live in New York especially but you don't do that because you don't know who's there if you're not expecting somebody if you don't have a package or something I mean that's how you can have somebody break into your house and try to rape you all kinds of bad shit can happen if you're female living alone so just a little bit of street savvy right there hopefully the cat is also not going to chew on my cord for this mic because I will not be happy with her with that but I got these flowers and I thought, first off, this guy came into the apartment, had met the cats before. So he knows I have a young little kitty cat who likes to knock things down and mess things up. So, you know, this little cat coral plus flowers equals big mess. Equals she is not going to be concerned about things being intact or safe. So next thing you know, if you put a live plant near her, she's going to knock it down. She's going to get curious. She's going to play. That's what she does. She's a cat. She's also a very young kitty. Like, I think now she's 20 months old, her and her sister. But, you know, they're not even two years old yet. They're babies. They're going to mess in things. So, since it was my friend's birthday and I had to go to a business meeting that was within walking distance of his apartment, I thought, you know what? I'm going to give him these flowers. He made that offer to do something nice for me. Today is his birthday. These are yellow roses. They're the flowers of friendship. And in fact, I know that because that was my sorority's flower was the yellow rose. So I thought, you know what? I'm going to give this guy the flowers. He's got a good doorman where he lives. A doorman will happily take his stuff. They'll make sure he gets it. And at first I thought, do I want to give them to the model flake? And I thought, no, I'm not going all the way to Brooklyn and dropping those off. Like he doesn't have cats either, but that would be a bit of a hike for me. And I thought, I'm already going to be there. And my friend made that offer. So I'm going to give that to him. So I ended up having my business meeting, got that done, and at this point I'm like, okay, it is time for me to start refusing things. I've got to take more action here. Because this is one of those situations, and if any of you want to know some insight on women and what's considered offensive, I'll tell you right now. So a little history about the guy who got the flowers is that this guy is old enough to be my father. Like literally if my father were alive today, he would be the same age as this guy. This guy does not do anything for me on a romantic sexual basis. I actually met him in the course of work. He's also an attorney. I have a real thing about not dating people outside. I have a thing about not dating people within my profession. Like whether it was entertainment, whether it was law, I'm like, I don't really feel comfortable doing that because first off, you can be in conflicts where you've got to deal with this person, even if you've broken up or you've had some kind of personal relationship. Now you got to go face off against them in court or you've got to go work with them in an office. Or you've got to go see them at an event or they're going to be part of your circle in some way. And it's like, I don't want to deal with that, okay? That's first. 
And then second, there can be the question of, oh, did you get your position legitimately? There could be a lot of gossip about you, like in entertainment, my God, there's so many people who gossip. So it's like, there's personal things about myself, and I think every woman, and anybody really, has personal things about themselves that you'd rather not have your business colleagues know about. Like, I don't think people want to know about the bruises or the moles or something personal you have on your private areas. Nobody wants to know about, you know, the tattoos you have. I think most people don't want that becoming public knowledge. I don't think most people want to know about your amazing prowess in the bedroom. That can be a big problem if you're trying to be considered a professional. Nobody wants to get confronted with, oh, I hear you had, I hear you gave that girl a bunch of orgasms a couple nights ago, huh? let's see if you can do that here. I mean, most of us don't work in the porno industry, so we don't really want to hear about it, okay? Not something we want to be confronted with in our business life. So despite many people saying, oh, I can separate business and personal life, it's like half the time that never works, and next thing you know, it leads to lawsuits, it leads to HR complaints, it leads to a lot of hassle. So I think that phrase, don't fish off the company pier, don't shit where you eat, whatever it is that you go by, I'm a strong believer of that. I'm like, don't do that stuff. It's inappropriate. It's just going to cause you problems. So I made that very clear to this lawyer, aside from the fact that, yes, I'm not interested in him on a romantic level. Never was, never will be. I don't care if this guy was a zillionaire and bought me a whole apartment building or like got me a yacht or something. I still wouldn't be impressed. I have morals, okay? I have integrity. And I guess maybe that's why I've had guys who are like, oh, I think you're great and all this. But it's like, I do have morals. I do have integrity. I cannot fake interest in someone if I'm not interested. So I told this guy, you know, I'm not interested in that way. If you want to offer emotional support as a friend, that's perfectly fine. I've had a lot of friends take me out. I've had lots of friends do stuff for me. And I know that they don't have a hidden, hidden agenda behind it. That they're not just kind of lying in wait and wanting to pounce and trying to proposition me because I took their generosity. And I really don't like that kind of thing where somebody's offering you something. They're, you know, they're offering the guise of generosity, but in reality, they're just trying to get into your pants. Or they're just waiting because you're vulnerable and you're upset, then they're going to try making a move on you romantically. I think that's really tacky, just saying. And that's assuming you didn't have a history with someone. There wasn't one of those bad timing situations. There was none of that going on. But just simply, oh, this person's vulnerable. I'm going to go take advantage. That's not cool. And I also have a thing about people referring in the end of correspondence to me with love. I feel like don't put love on certain things with me unless it's like, okay, are you a romantic partner? Are you a family member? Like, what are you doing? Like generally with friends, they don't write love unless you're like a super close friend who survived a nuclear holocaust with you. Or they went on a road trip with you that extended across the country. Like I don't have a problem with the friend I went on a road trip with. If she said I love you, I don't have a problem with her because she's more like a big sister. So that's like big sister love. Or family members. It's like that's your family member. That's different. Like your friend that you've had for 20 years of your life who's gone through hell and back with you. That's different. But this guy that I met doing court appearance work who's taken me out a couple of times, it's like, yeah, you don't have the intimacy to use the term love with me. And I've often felt like when people use love, it was a form of manipulation, particularly in a romantic concept or context. So oftentimes when I've had people use love towards me, it was like, oh, if you love me, you'll 
do fill in the blank of crappy thing that is against your values, against your principles, against whatever it is within you that you object to. So I feel like love can be used in a manipulative way, at least in the romantic thing of like, oh, if you loved me, you'd quit your job. Oh, if you loved me, you'd stop being friends with this person that I don't like. Oh, if you love me, you'll engage in a three-way with me and another girl, even though you don't have any lesbian tendencies within you at all. Oh, if you love me, you would... Yeah, oh, if you love me, you would let my family members treat you like shit and literally defecate on you if they ask. So I guess maybe I've not had the healthiest relationships and I've not seen the health, healthiest things going on with love. Like, oh, if you love me, you'll stay with me regardless of how badly I treat you. I'll let you, you'll let me beat you to death and you'll let me destroy all your things. You'll let me get intoxicated and go do drugs and you won't leave me or do anything about that. So I guess part of it does come back to childhood as many things do in life. But I'm like, I don't feel comfortable with certain people using love or at least in certain contexts. It just makes me feel very suffocated. Like maybe some of you have dealt with this and maybe this is more of a guy thing in fact. I remember I described this to one of my former guy friends and he was telling his girlfriend who I still deal with she thinks like a guy like kind of describe me as she thinks like a guy in terms of relationships and I'm like in terms of my romantic relationships I don't like people who are clingy I don't like people who are cloying and I don't know it's kind of a weird thing where you're friends with people or you're dating them or something and some people they just have too much energy it's like they're way too clingy they're cloying and that's what I felt like the guy who's giving me flowers. I'm like, this guy feels cloying. Like that feels suffocating to me. I had to block this guy a little while ago. And it's like, okay, I'm now going to have to reject stuff because this guy's getting cloying. He is not listening to me when I said, I am not interested in you on a romantic basis. You can be friends with me. If you want to take me out because you know I don't have a lot of money and I might not take myself out, that's fine. But don't do it with an agenda. Don't do it because you're trying to manipulate circumstances or you're expecting payback somehow. That's BS. And don't use terms that I don't feel comfortable with. Like don't use love when I feel like because you've told me you have goo goo eyes towards me, which this guy did tell me this. He basically, as far as I'm concerned, if somebody tells me that, oh, you're cute or I'd have romantic interest in you, I feel like what they're telling me is that I have goo goo eyes towards you and the second that you are vulnerable or the second you give me any kind of attention that I could misinterpret, I'm going to jump your bones. And I'm like, I have no interest there. And just as a little lesson in life for some of you that are naive to relationships and love and all that stuff, you can't be giving mixed signals. In fact, I was reading this story recently about Vince McMahon and how he has stepped off the board and how there was this woman who's after him for all this sexual assault stuff and trafficking and so forth. And she talks about how they lived in the same building and apparently he touched her, greeted her in his underwear and basically was inappropriate before she even got a job there. And she talked about how this had happened and she apparently got this job there where she was trafficked to somebody else at that company and ironically started in the legal department. And this was actually at a company that my school had offered an internship at in the entertainment industry back when I was a student. And I went to the headquarters for an interview and I didn't end up getting it, which was very disappointing to me. But I thought to myself, you know what, maybe I dodged a bullet. Because I happen to be attractive, although I'm not the type of person that 
anybody's going to go sexually harass or anything because I'd probably just cut your dick off or cut off a ball or call the cops. That's just how I operate. You don't mess with natural redheads. Not a good thing. So I was reading that later on. Like initially I thought, okay, that's kind of sucky and all that. But why did you hang around? Like maybe what happened to the first time? Like why did you continue sleeping with these people? Why did you essentially act like a prostitute? And continue in this job, if it made you uncomfortable and you were a victim, why did you not go to the hospital and get a rape kit? Why didn't you quit? And when I heard about all this stuff that happened when she was this guy's neighbor, it's like, okay, you weren't working there. Why in the hell did you take a job there? Why did you continue to engage with this guy? Did you not know how to block the guy's number? Can you simply not answer the door? Did you not have a building manager or a landlord to talk to? Have you not heard of taking a self-defense class? How about getting mace or getting a stun gun or something? So if this guy bothers you, you can attack back. So I swear I read that and it made me a whole lot less sympathetic to this person. It's like people like that damage the cases of actual rape victims. Like people who literally went someplace and they had their drink drugged. Or they got threatened at gunpoint of if you tell this person, I'm going to kill you or I'm going to kill your family. Like, I didn't even hear anything about this woman deciding to leave until Vince McMahon's wife found out about it. And apparently she signed some settlement agreement and got paid off. But it's like, okay, why did you even bother putting up with this guy? Why did you not think to yourself, hmm, maybe I don't want to work at this company badly enough for this guy to greet me in his underwear. Touch me. Okay, why are you letting this guy lay hands on you? Why didn't you just deck him? Why didn't you break his arm? Why didn't you break his finger? Like, do one of those things where you grab somebody's finger and you pull it all the way back. Believe me, you will either break it or they will be very uncomfortable. Most people are not like my ex-boyfriend, Psycho Boy, who could bend, I think it was like his index finger, but I remember he showed me this a few times. He could actually bend his finger all the way back, like to the back of his hand, and it did not hurt him. I'm not sure how in God's name he was able to do it, but it was like he didn't have bone there or something. But he was able to stretch his finger all the way back. I guarantee if you do that to somebody, they're going to think twice about laying a hand on you. Or we could go with some classic self-defense techniques, like, say, gouging somebody in the eyeballs, boxing their ears, maybe a nice little kick to the groin. Why don't we think about that? And I'm telling you, if I saw somebody greet me in their underwear, I would go home. I'd be out of space. You would not be talking to me. I'd be like, yeah, you need to put clothes on. I'd be like covering my face and probably, you know, I'd cover my face and leave, just saying. Because it's like, sorry, we're not going to engage in a professional setting where you're showing up in your underwear. Have a little dignity, okay? Get a clue. I don't do my business meetings in my underwear. Don't do them in my row. I don't even do my business meetings online in my pajamas. I at least put a damn bra on, you know? So it's like, why did these people not leave? I mean, I grew up in the 80s and the 90s. And certainly was around in the 2000s and 2010s. It's like some people, why are we, I don't know. I feel like there's been a reframing of people engaging in super slutty behavior that I know that I sure as hell wouldn't have put up with. And my mother would have been like, you don't do that stuff. For some reason now, these people want to paint themselves as Me Too victims. And it's like some people are not part of that. Like let's look at actual cases of that stuff. Like you were working somewhere, you thought it was a legitimate job, and then this person threatens you. Then they show up in their underwear. That is the stuff that I'm sympathetic to. I would be sympathetic to somebody like that who was literally, they presented themselves as legitimate and then they drugged you and they were doing this shit. 
but not somebody who was doing that stuff from the jump and then you decided to go along with that. I don't have sympathy for that. It's like, why didn't you have any common sense? Why were you in a major city? Why did you not just say, forget it? I mean, did you not have a big brother or a friend or somebody to say, hey, look, punk, you need to leave my, you know, leave my female friend, leave my sibling, child, whoever, leave them alone before I cut your balls off? What's this? 